Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Have you ever wondered? That is absolutely the wrong thing. We'll get to that in a minute. Yes, frog's legs. A delicacy in many countries. But what effect is this having on the species? And are we starting to wreck another part of our ecosystem? To discuss this, I'm joined by Dr. Sandra Alther, biologist and co-founder of Pro Wildlife Germany. Uh, Sandra, how are you today? I'm fine. Greetings to Ireland. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, I didn't realise the demand for frog's legs was quite so high, um, but it really is, isn't it? It is. And uh, when we started working on this issue, we expected um, frog's legs to be a phenomenon of the 1980s. But we immediately learned that the numbers are high, although the issue just disappeared from the headlines. Right. Something like uh, two million frog's legs consumed, I believe, over a 10 year period. Is, is it the EU, mainly EU countries driving the demand for them? At least for wild-caught frogs, yes. The US is also an important market, but they are supplied by farmed frogs, while the EU market is heavily depending on wild-caught frogs. Right. During the 60s, it was mainly India and Bangladesh were exporting frogs. What happened to the, the, the frog population in those countries? The frog populations in India and Bangladesh collapsed in the 1970s and 80s, which led to an increase of pesticide use in the two countries. And in reaction to that uh, ecological disaster, both countries decided to stop the exports and to request an international protection for both uh, for the species from their countries, which happened. But since then, Indonesia took over as a main supplier. And so we have observed a kind of extinction domino effect, which is now going to other countries. Right. Um, so what happens when the demand starts to uh, go up, say, on Indonesia? Are you talking naturally occurring frogs or are they farms or how does that work? Um, the frogs that are coming from Indonesia are almost all taken from the wild and we already observe declines of several populations on different islands. And we also realize that even other countries are involved in the trade, for example, Turkey and Albania in Eastern Europe. And the frog populations there are also already declining. And Turkish scientists just raised the alarm that frogs, their frogs could be extinct within 10 years if exploitation goes on. It seems to happen very quickly, doesn't it? When you start taking frogs out of the population like that, it seems to have a quite dramatic effect quickly enough on their on their general populations. Mm, yes, it's a very silent disappearance, to be honest. So um, politicians may not be aware of what's going on. But indeed, uh, at least in case of local ecological systems, the effect is pretty quick. But of course, when talking about Indonesia, which is a huge country with so many different um, ecological systems and also areas and islands, um, the the total country is, of course, not yet involved. But we have seen the declines and collapses of local frog populations. Yes. Right. And when a frog population starts to go down in those numbers, as it does, how does that impact into the general, you know, ecology around it? 
Yeah, I mean, frogs have a central role. Although they are tiny, they have a central role in the ecosystem. The tadpoles are uh, an important prey for many other species and also the adult animals. They are um, insect uh, predators. So wherever frogs are disappearing, uh, insect plagues are coming. And then the reaction of the human population is to increase pesticide use, which has, of course, another uh, disastrous effect on the ecosystem. Right. So once the, the, the frogs are very much there and help to keep down um, the insect population, when they're gone, insects go up. And then we will turn to pesticides. And um, we turn to pesticides, they're going into our water supply and everything else. <laughs> God, uh, this is not a, not a pretty picture. So, um, so what's the solution? The solution is that at the moment, this type of trade is not at all regulated. So um, we neither have international controls or monitoring systems. We don't have any regulation. What we would like to see is that these uh, frogs, which are so heavily traded, they need to be um, included in the CITES appendices. CITES is a convention which is protecting uh, endangered species against overexploitation. And we see these frogs as urgent candidates to be listed at the next CITES conference. And that is what we are working on. In Europe itself, it does seem that it's European countries that, that are behind the demand for a lot of it. What's our general attitude to it? How, how, how do we regulate it? <laughs> Much more clever. Um, so within Europe, within the European Union at least, um, the capture, the commercial and large-scale capture of frogs from the wild is strictly prohibited. But we don't care about exploiting wild frog populations in other countries. And that's, for example, that's definitely doesn't fit together. Um, so what we want to see from the EU as the main uh, consumer destination is that they take responsibility and are an active part in the future to get these frogs protected. Right. So so we, we are not willing to harvest our own um, frogs, yeah. but we're happy to harvest other people's. Um, it's absurd, isn't it? Yes, it is. And <laughs> can we not, you know, is is farming them within the EU not a possibility? It happens at a very low scale in France, uh, but the problem is that frog farming is not at all an easy issue. It's much more complicated than, for example, farming and breeding chickens, because amphibians are extremely sensitive to unhygienic and uh, unhygienic conditions and uh, to diseases, and they are hardly adopted adapted to. Um, dead prey. So you need to have huge amounts of live um, insects to get this properly managed. And you can imagine this is not oh, very easy. No, it sounds like you need to take over an entire area of a country <laughs> uh, in order to do that. Um, right. Very challenging indeed. Um, on demand, you know, which seems very high, with, with such difficulty sourcing them, are, are frog's legs not a delicacy and a very expensive one at that? Unfortunately not. It's pretty cheap. Um, the issue is that people just don't have an idea what's behind and the supplying countries are selling these animals pretty cheap. So it's 
while it is a kind of delicacy because um, it's it's more a starter than a menu because they are very small and um, not much meat on it. So it is a snack. Right. And But this is a deadly snack, a deadly dish which has a fatal impact. Right. It, it sounds like a dish that has a lot of knock-on effects um, after you have it. Dare I ask you, have you ever had frog leg, frog's legs yourself? No, I'm a vegetarian, so I'm, <laughs> I'm out of the business. Well, thank God for that. <laughs> but even in case I would eat meat, I would never touch frog's legs. Uh, just think about the extremely cruel killing methods. I mean, most frogs have their legs cut off with axes or scissors or a knife without anesthesia. So the upper half is disposed of dying and the legs are skinned and frozen for export. It's extremely inhumane. God, that sounds unbelievably grim. It, it really does. Um, with those stories, you would imagine that demand for frog's legs would fairly dis- disappear overnight, wouldn't you? <laughs> that's what we hope. <laughs> I mean, we need legal uh, measures, that's for sure. But what we are also aiming is to reduce the demand in the main consumer countries, which are France and Belgium. Therefore, we are very happy that when we started working on this matter, we were able to um, get involved um, French organizations and French scientists. So the attention uh, on this matter has increased also in France, which is a central condition. Yeah, it, I, I didn't want to single France out. Um, I, was, I was happy well, to keep it. They are the main consumer. Uh, yeah, we we all knew Belgium. that. We all knew that. We just didn't want to say it. Um, <laughs> But you would have to say, and, and I, I, anyone who's ever tried them tells me that they just taste like chicken. So you can't help but suspect that maybe just ordering chicken for a starter might be a better uh, option. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Right. Uh, Sandra, lovely talking to you today. And I hope that anyone listening to this who's uh, up to this considered the idea of possibly ordering frog's legs anywhere will not, will not do so in the future. Um, Sandra, thanks very much to the biologist and co-founder of the Pro Wildlife in Germany. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.